You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes. Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Sunday afternoon or morning for uh, Consignment Heroes, where we are heroes about consignment and we consign things. That's what we do. That's what our show... No, don't argue with me this early into the show. I'm still getting my spiel out. Uh, we are here live down here at the Zoomerplex the next hour talking about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, how to sell stuff, how to get rid of stuff, any kind of stuff. Stuff from dishes, coins, cups and saucers, jewelry, art, pottery, stamps, boxes, suitcases, anything. Basically, if you can find it in your basement, it probably has value. Not everything in your basement has value, but if it's in your basement, it could possibly have value. We are taking your phone calls live now for the following hour. Our number, the local number is 416-360-0740. I know you might have not gotten your pen and your paper yet, but that's a cue to get it. Get get your pen, get your paper, make sure they work. The local number is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 740 Four seven four zero, and I know we have a long, uh, long history of uh, listeners. I've been listeners for the last couple of years, and I know we always need to give the numbers just in case you know you don't have it in front of you. But even for the new people that haven't been tuned into our show. Uh, for the last couple of years and maybe new to it. This show is all about consignment. It's all about stuff. It's all about your stuff and how to get rid of it or just find out the value. Uh, My dad is an expert in anything to do with stuff. If you start your explanation of what your item is, he will probably know what it is and what the value is before the end of the sentence. Holy cow, the board's full already. I don't even get to tell what a good show we have and the board's full already. But today, Apple the Casino Story, we are going to get to it. Okay, and the second choice, and if you can't keep that pen and paper ready because in about five minutes, I'm going to tell you what the gold and silver prices that you should be getting from your gold and silver dealer this week. This is not the price of gold every day. This is what the dealers will pay you for the different carrots. But we are going to get on to that in a minute, okay? And we're going to be talking about second chances, second chance, no, second appraisals. Because every week I tell people the garbage man doesn't go around with a checkbook. Do not donate to people who have more money than you do, and always get a second opinion. If anything else you get from this show, if you get those three things, you're going to be uh, you're going to make more money from your stuff. Yeah. But we also do complete houses, and we are not the consigners. The people who give us the stuff are the consigners, Bogart. Well, no, that's when they give us stuff, too. We are anything to do with consignment, though. We also yes. give uh, consign things that people give us. But uh, going to the second opinion or second appraisal, if you're like doing something throughout the week and you get, like, you get an appraisal, let's say, on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know you can always call us still. Uh, like we're, we're live through this hour, but we have a, a, a store that's open throughout the week, and you always get a live appraisal from there as well. And the number of the store is? And the number of the store is 905 Seven three seven four six five three. Don't call that now. Call that during the week. That's nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. And that can be like if if you have something that someone's telling you it's worth something, 
just call this number and you'll be able to get uh, an idea, another idea or more of a realistic price what it could possibly be worth. That's what we're, we're here to try to educate everybody on what their stuff is worth. No, no, you're, you're implying that everyone out there is dumb. We're not educating, well, we're, no, we're helping them. But a lot of people are getting taken advantage of when someone oh, yeah. seems like they know what they're talking about or or they really put on a, a you know a, a persona like they've been doing it for their entire life and yes like you know because I said this is worth that much I'm a professional buyer yeah okay I know I've seen those people say yeah that. that's what I'm saying it's like you know oh yeah but you know your gold because it's your gold is worth less like you know that's not really I a know. sales point well thing. no this week actually somebody um, a client that we dealt with a couple of months ago and they actually they were going up to my neighbor and they got a quote of uh, $860. And they came in to me, and I didn't even ask what the quote is. I don't ask what the other quotes are. I just give them my quote. And mine was 1034 for the exact same item. And this was for traveling, let's see, that is uh, 180 feet, feet, $180 to travel 15 feet. That's about 12, how many many dollars per foot is that? That's too much math this early in the morning. But my point is we are right next door, south of the wall, if you happen to go in there. But also, it was even worse. One of these people went to one of these, I don't know what to say to these. These people set up in hotels and and veterans' lodges and and this kind of stuff, okay? And the quote was 4000 for something we paid 8400 for. So more than double. And next week we're working on a deal right now that will knock your socks off. It was definitely worth this person walking the extra 15 feet to our store. I don't have store. any socks on. No, but if you did, in this weather you don't have socks on? No. Okay. On, uh, but let's get to some calls. Um, okay, so uh, we will go to John in uh, Mississauga, or Jean in Mississauga. Yes, it's Jean. Sorry, <laughs> Jean. Morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I've got something called, imp- uh, it's uh, dinnerware. It's called Imperial Wear. Okay. The, uh, it's called Acacia Blossom, and it's 18 karat gold. Okay, the gold, once that's it's all on... That's all that's on the back of the... the no country of origin? no. Okay. Okay. Sometimes these are made in Canada, but what they did is it ceramic or is it bone china? Bone china. Okay. So it'll be a little bit better. But once the gold is on the plate, you cannot get it off. You can get gold plating like we buy silver plate to take the silver plate off, and we buy gold plated stuff and gold and rolled gold, where uh-huh. other dealers tell you not to. We can actually get the gold out of that. But once it's on a plate. We can't get it off. So oh. it don't, now it has to be whether it's collectible or not. And a lot of times in the 30s, it, it was about, I don't know, quite a penny's worth of gold on there because it's, it's like a paint. And it, they did it, and people were thinking they were getting something really good. You know, and it's yeah. just, um, uh, you know, remember back in the 1950s, you had the, the glassware with the silver on it? You know, the silver adorned? Uh-huh. Uh, well, they they are they were always trying to do this. Didn't cost them oh. a lot to do it, but you can't once it's on that plate, you can't get it. Okay, You're said okay. if it's if it's bone china, and I don't know the country of origin, it might be something newer than older. It's uh-huh. probably it, worth it. It is old. It is. Oh yeah. Very Send me old. a picture during the week, and maybe I can help you that way. Because if I see the pattern, I might actually know what it. Uh, I have a better idea of what it is on this oh, case. Oh, okay. I can do that. Now yeah. I, I just wanted yeah. to ask you: Are you ever uh, have a show in Mississauga? I go to Mississauga. I'm supposed to see a lady in Mississauga. I've been not there for two weeks. I'm going to probably see her in the next couple of days. But I've, uh, I drive to Mississauga. We're going to be going doing a lot of business this week 
and we're clearing out a couple of houses in the Welland and um, Niagara Falls area. So oh. I have to, and I drive by Mississauga and Hamilton to get there. Oh, so, so you'd be able to pop in and uh, see everything that I have? Yep, you just oh, call good. the store, ninth okay. and... Um, but I can't, sometimes I can't, I, I try and do it. Like on Saturday this week, I called like six people because I was out in the Hamilton and uh, um, Dundas and uh, down and down by there in Oakville area. And I called people and nobody was home. Oh. You know, sometimes I do it on short notice because if, if I know I'm going there. And sometimes it's a, it's a more planned thing. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll call first, that's for sure. Yeah, well, Mississauga's easy. Much. Mississauga's easy. Okay. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Bye. Hey, you're in Mississauga on a regular basis. Why are you going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to Niagara Falls? Because Mississauga's on the way. To Niagara Falls. Yes. Everything's on the way to Niagara Falls. Thank you, Bogart. (laughs) Uh, We'll go to Deborah in Pickering. Hey, Deborah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hello, Paul. How you doing? I'm great. Nice. Good to hear you. Now, this, I'm calling about pennies today. Okay. I know your store is trying over, but I have a whole lot of pennies that my dad has saved. I mean, it's a and, lot. And um, I looked online, I don't know, they're saying some of them between 65 and 89 might be worth two or three cents each, but do you um, work? We buy them pe- if you've got quantity. You generally, this is a story, I don't know, I've told this before. When we first opened my store, um, a guy, someone calls me up on the phone and says, do you buy pennies? And I say, yes. And I say, they have to be sorted by year. Before I get to say anything else, like how much I'm paying for the pennies, click, he hangs up. <laughs> a year later, no, about eight months later, someone calls me up and says, are you still buying pennies? And I say, yes, and they have to be sorted by, and he says, yeah, I know I have to be sorted by year, he says. Okay. And then he says, I got 350,000 of them. And he sorted them all that time. Then I told him that we were buying for between two and three cents each. And that's when he hung up again. Yeah. Okay, but you got to tell why they're, they're, you're paying yeah. two and three cents each. And, and yeah, because they are worth the copper. Pe- don't give people the misconception that they need to be sorted in years because you're going to start getting people to bring in sorted years in pennies. Don't do no, that. No, I'd like it like that because I will pay a little bit more if they are sorted. If someone has them... The 1930, I'll obviously pay more if someone's got a roll of 1932s or 1936s. Yes, but 350,000 pennies. Yes, this, that did not work out well for the gentleman. Ugh. But normally, no, we buy them for the copper content, like we buy silver plate. And sometimes if it is numismatic, we will pull it out and pay a tiny bit more. But we do sell them by the rolls. And, it's, and then what, we'll, what we do is separate them into the years and then the grading. But it just takes too long to do it. So if someone has time before they bring them in, it's nice if they're sorted. In the same way that we tell people if they're bringing in their silver, I'd rather have it sorted pre-1966. Your silver coins, your quarters, your dollars, your half dollars are all silver. And that's the reason I say this, because it makes it easier for us rather than having the nickel ones in there. Okay? But how many pennies do you have? Um, <clears throat> Uh-oh. Probably about... Ten dollars worth? Oh, yeah, no, no, don't even show them. Just bring you bring them in when you bring something else in. Yeah, it's not worth it. You're not going to get a lot for them, um, but the banks only give you the penny for them. Like well, the things, what about these places that uh, you t- like the metal recycling places? They have. Uh, they're not allowed work. to do it. They they they're not allowed to. No, no, not oh. with pennies. Um, okay. We we have to have a special license to melt silver, even Canadian silver. And even you have to melt a special license to melt Canadian gold. 
okay, um, because of gold coins. They have to be, and they have to keep track of them. Like if when I bring them into my person, if I have a bunch of dimes, I'm going to bring them in. I have to tell them exactly what the years are and, the, and uh, how many dimes there are, and then they'll melt them for us. And I only okay. do that if they're like really, really bad condition because I have enough people who are buying silver off of us. Now, right. when you said about sorting the uh, silver coins, you said like 66. Now, so 1966 itself is still it silver, has yeah. silver in it. So oh, from yeah, 67. 66 and back would go in one pile, yep. and 67 and forward would go in another pile. No, you put 67 in a year by itself, the ones okay. with the animals on them, and then 68 oh, yeah. and beyond that, uh, some of the nickels and dimes in 68 are silver, 50% silver. And what we do to separate them, we run a magnet over them. If someone right. brings in a lot of 68s, uh, what we'll do is just put the pile there and take the magnet to them. The ones that stick to the magnet are no good, and the ones that don't stick to the magnet are silver. Now, okay. for the pennies, what the, what are the proper years? Like, if, if they're, like, in the late 99s and 2000s, is there any sort of No, there's no cents? copper in those. No, they're not worth it. Just take them to the bank. You know. Okay, so so for buying for you buying them for the cop, copper content, what year? Ninety two. I think it's before ninety two. Before ninety two. Yeah. Perfect. I have to I have to check that in my in my uh, at my store, but I know we we don't buy we buy a lot. We mainly do do this when we do estates. Like Bogart and I will take a whole house. Someone say someone's passed or someone is uh, moving to uh, downsizing, and they have to get rid of a lot of stuff. They're not taking to the new condo then we help them, and a lot of times a coin collection is in there. And we will do the ones that are numismatic, as we call collectible, we'll do, and but we'll also take care of the problems. Like, if some, it's not, not unusual for someone to have 100 nickel dollars. You know what I mean? You know, yes. the nickel dollars, the ones that are after 1967, uh, are all nickel, unless they're in little clam packs, but most of them are nickel. And people think, mistake those for the silver dollars, because they look the same, but they are smaller, and they'll stick to a magnet. The other thing we buy is we buy American, American silver. I should tell this while I've got people listening. If you've got pre-1964 American coinage, it is silver. And if you've got, except for the half dollar, the Kennedy half dollars up to 1970. But we'll also, if it's not silver, we still buy it for about 15% over, which is more than what your bank does. If you bring American silver into the bank, they'll only give you Canadian equivalent for it. We actually pay more for it, okay? That's if people have a large... It's not like, I mean, if you're in Oshawa, it's not worth you driving in with $4 worth of American silver. But if it happens to be what you... When you're coming in for something else, bring it with you. Perfect. Okay? okay? I, I've listened to your show all the time. I've spoke to you once before, but I had not heard about pennies. So thank you very much for that information. Uh, it wasn't good, but it, it has, I'd rather be transparent, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I have a question. Like when they, you know how you said that from 92 onwards or whatever yeah. year it was, there was two to three cents worth of copper in it. Okay. In the older ones. Yeah. In the older ones. Yeah. Why would they put that much copper in it if no. it exceeded the value of copper? Or is it at that time? It, no, at that time. It's like, it's, this is what happened. In, 19, in 1960, an ounce of silver was worth about a dollar. Uh-huh. Okay, a dollar. And um, so you had a dollar and you had point, and our silver dollars had 0.6 of an ounce in them. So it was less than what silver was worth. Yeah. But silver and gold are real money. A lot, we're so used to digits now and um, Bitcoin money and all money that's not money that we didn't know that money used to, 
you're not going to believe this, but sometimes people didn't trust the government. So they wanted to have they wanted to have their money being actual money. I mean, paper money had was at one time backed up by gold and silver. Yeah, because it was promised to pay. Yeah. That's what I meant. There's everyone. I think there's a lot of our clients out there. Our listeners will know there used to be American dollars that used to say silver certificate on it. Okay, you used to be able to bring it in and get silver for it. So that's what I meant. In, in 1955, you went to a bank in in Butte, Montana, and want to trade your dollars in for silver dollars. They would give you the silver for it. Okay, so this is how things changed. Now, when we were making copper pennies, and I'm going back a little bit of history here again now, is that they were making, it was supposed to be inexpensive. Like, okay, I'm going to go back further. In 1820, you've seen those large pennies are about an inch across, mm-hmm. about the size of a 50 cent piece. That penny was a soldier's day's pay. One penny or two pennies, okay? That was their pay. Mm-hmm. And that had to pay for their food, their lodging, and, and they had saved for their pension plan, Okay. So, I mean, at that time, copper had a value. And then your silver and gold was worth an awful lot more. So, like, it's just our money used to be backed up with actual metals. And as the government took over and ran out of metals, they <coughs> would, like in, during the war, nickel was a, uh, was a precious metal for, uh, for the inventory, for the military, and our nickels were not made out of silver, um, out of nickel anymore. They were made out of tombac. Yeah. And then they went back to be made out of nickel. And nickel's worth about seven or eight cents in nickel. Well, yeah, but that was only pre eighty two. Yeah, yeah. So the n- newer nickels, they have less nickel. So they don't, I don't know. I don't even know. What, I don't care what they're made of. You know, I guess I should. But well, it's nickel, copper, zinc. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, anyways, a little bit off topic. Uh, if you do want to call, money's in, important, Bogart. People should know. If you ask people, like, money and knowing about money is important and how, and how it's evolved and how it's devolving right now and how they're, they're devaluing our money and making it into nothing, you know? Well, when you can put, uh, you know, a certain value on paper, like, that's cheaper than putting it on silver or gold or copper or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's a good business transaction if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, if you do want to call in uh, with any in your items or want to continue to talk about these coins and values of our money, uh, or you don't have any dishes, any radios, any oh. comics, any postcards, anything that you want to be talking about on the show, you can call Comfort. us live now for the next about 40 minutes. Uh, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And the toll-free number is one 866 Four seven four zero, and we'll be right back. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of Mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph, made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. 
Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are here live down here at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls for anything to do with stuff. We are the Consignment Heroes. We know what to do with consigning stuff. We know what to do with stuff. That's what we do. That's who we are. Uh, if you want to call us live right now, we're down here at the Zoomerplex. The number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And we're going to get back Hold to on. the callers. What? This is the teaser. No, no, no. They, the teaser can wait. We have a lot of calls to get to. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Nelson in Kleinberg. Hi, Nelson. Yes. Uh, thanks oh. for taking my call. Of course. I have a uh, coin here. It's about an inch and a half in diameter. It's copper. And on the front is marked World's Columbian Exposition, Chicago, 1893. Yep. And around the edges is Treasury Department, United States Mint Exhibit. Silver, right? It's not copper, oh, it's, is it? It's, it's copper. Really? Okay, might be a metal. Now, during the World's Fair, which used to be a really major event, you know what I mean? Like, around the they were granted, same way we do the Olympics now. Right. And it was... A giant, um, a giant marketing thing. So a lot of companies went there with their best goods and, or if a new product was coming out or if they just wanted to sell a lot of stuff to the public because these would be advertised and people from all over the world would go there. So there's a lot of souvenirs that were given out. That every pavilion would have its own thing they gave out or sold. There are a number of people collect different expositions like uh, 1893 or even our, you know, Expo 67. But we had 1893 in Chicago was, I think it was the 400 uh, years of, uh, Colum- of Columbus discovering America. So there was a lot of stuff for that. It was done in Chicago. Um, 1893, and then they had another World's Fair in 1933. Chicago's had two of them, I think. And, but these, these World's Fair collectibles are collectible, but they gave a lot of them out. Some are, uh, if you've got something that wasn't given out to the public, it's worth more. If you've got something that was by, oh, say it was General Motors at that time was giving away little uh, keychains, they would have given away millions there, okay? So they'd have a value of 5 or $10. There is also a coin out. The United States Mint minted a coin. That's why I said it was made in silver. That is made that from 1893. And because of just what I just said, supply and demand, because they made so many, they're not really that valuable. And because they were a different, they looked different from the normal half dollar of the time, people saved them. And when they saved them without ever using them, they said, oh, keep that special, and they put in a little package and everything like that. So a lot of them are available in a really nice shape. This is like the... The theory of collecting, you almost got a, the stuff that people didn't want is what people want today, and the stuff that everyone thought is collectible, like the last telegram, you know, I don't know how many times I hear that people put that away, and unfortunately, everyone put it away, So there's and there's not that many people want to collect it, okay? But I did see one selling at an auction for $8. Now, thank what, you. For, a what? A last telegram. Oh. Someone actually bought it. I don't know why, but. They might, they might, maybe their son was born. Okay, that day. so if it, if it's said and displayed and advertised as collectible, it's probably not collectible. Yeah, once you see the words uh, limited edition or uh, special collection, collector's item, generally not. And World's Fairs is where a lot of this stuff was given away. But there is some value because some people do collect World's Fair. Okay. But there's just so many of them. Yeah, I just wonder, okay. like, this is United States Mint exhibit. Would, uh, would it have any uh, value to it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, I think it's just brown. I think it's just, yours is just tarnished. I think yours is the half dollar. 
and it's worth about thirty dollars, thirty to forty dollars. It would be. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dollars, I have uh, two uh, centennial dollars. Uh, one for British Columbia, uh, and one for uh, Manitoba. Okay. Now, if they're silver and they don't stick to a magnet. Those are worth around six seventy one a piece in ca- in ca- in silver because they're only fifty percent silver. If you have dollars that are pre six, this is a perfect segue right now. Price for dollars right now that we're paying this week is around ten dollars and fifty four cents per dollar. So if you have two half dollars, even if they're melt, they're worth about half of that. If there's the same amount of silver in ten dimes or in four quarters or in two fifty cent pieces as we're paying for a dollar. Okay. That's where our money, like we were just talking about for a couple of minutes ago, that's where our money meant something. They were actually uh, paying attention to what they were put out there. And it was, it was important that, you, that they used the silver and gold to make the money. But a dollar right now, but your dollars are 50% silver, and they're only worth the silver price because they made a lot of them, usually in little black uh, clam packs. And those things do, you know, and they have the nickel ones that look just like it. Make sure it doesn't stick to a, a magnet, Okay. But our other dollars now. Gold right now. I'm going to just people should be copying this down. This week, if you're going to sell your 10 karat gold, you should be getting approximately 19 dollars and 78 cents per gram. That and 14 karat gold, you should be getting approximately 27 dollars and 69 cents per gram. And 18 karat gold is 35 dollars and 80 cents per gram. So that's a that's that's a good numbers to know. These are numbers to just to jot down because if you even if you don't go to my shop and I don't mind if someone asks us, you tell you ask the person what is this way, what carrot it is, and how much are you paying me, and don't say then when they say oh I'm paying you one hundred and seventy dollars, you want to break it down by gram, and if they can't do that, you should not be selling to these people because they are hiding something from you. Okay, you can ask, you can legitimately ask these questions, and if they look at you like you're not supposed to know. Yeah, you just say how much does it weigh, how much you pay me per gram, pull out a calculator and multiply it out. Make sure their number is the same as your number, because after you've left the store, you have no recourse if you've sold them the gold. Okay, and this is important because a lot of places, if if if, if a little a little old lady goes into some of these places, they think that they're the only place in the world that you're going to go, and they are going to take. Not all of them are going to take advantage. Some people out there will try and take advantages of our grandmothers and our mothers who are out there or our grandfathers who they think are, don't care about this stuff. And this is why I give out these prices all week long, and I tell you people, and they can call our store, 905-737-4653, and we will give them the current gold price at that time. Well, there you okay. go. And then you, got, you can compare. That's your second choice, second opinion. You can even leave a message asking about prices. And like the market always fluctuates, but you know it shouldn't be much different from yeah. that. It shouldn't deviate too much from that. But this is, the important, this is very important. I know we do all estates, but the gold and silver is, is just to be under my, I mean, I really get mad sometimes when I see people selling it for way too much, too little money. Like some places, like fifty cents. There are people trying to pay for silver, sterling silver, thirty cents. We're paying fifty-one cents per gram, mm. and I think we're one of the highest in the city. But someone paying, if someone's paying forty-nine, and you say, "Oh, it's not worth driving up to Richmond Hill to, for an extra two cents," but if someone's paying you thirty cents, they're they're just not treating you fair. Okay, okay. Uh, we're gonna next caller, um, Adrian in Hamilton. Hey, Adrian. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Good. Thank you. 
Uh, we were just cleaning out an estate and uh, of a relative, and we found uh, an old slinky in the original box. <laughs> In the, that's in the Toy Hall of Fame. I used to love Yeah, I remember that. Slinky. I know, but I haven't seen one in ages, so I'm yeah. just wondering. And you want to make a smile? You just listen to the, if you listen to the song of it's Slinky Slinky on an old uh, track, it has to make you smile. It makes me smile. Oh, it Bogart. does. I know, it just makes you smile. This is, this is where why people buy the old toys and stuff that brings back their childhood, because it makes them smile. You know, they remember uh, that one moment. I Right now, I'm visualizing that slinky going down the stairs in my house, okay? <laughs> and kept on going down the stairs, and yeah. I got to the bottom, and I ran up the top of the stairs and put it up there again and did it again. I don't know. That's how I probably got my exercise back then. Uh, <laughs> slinky depends on the box and the condition of the box, probably between $30, $40. Like, we have a Mr. Potato Head that we haven't been able to find an original. Like, we found the later, because some of these toys they kept on making and making and making yeah. because they were popular. <laughs> But the original ones, like a Mr. Potato Head or uh, Slinky or uh, even the Mattel, and everyone knows about the Mattels and the Barbies and stuff. And these are not that old. You have a Barbie from 1959 with the box. I've seen $15,000, $10,000 on these things if they're in wow. good shape. But your Slinky is not one of them, okay? Because okay. they made a lot, but I'm going to tell you, I'd almost just keep it just here. Like I'd go home and YouTube that commercial right now. It is. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I good. know, I know people are going that that now that song is in your head. I know there are listeners out there saying, "Now I can't get that song out of my head." Go ahead. Well, if they call you and want to buy it, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but if you might have other stuff. I tell you, people stuff in the back back of the drawers in the basements. Um, I talked to people. Like, there was a person last week. They called about one thing and then and end up their 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 dollars and stuff. And I said, I just happened to mention. Well, how about comics? Oh, it was a whole box of comics. You know, and their comics end up being worth more than their coins, okay? <laughs> or the sports memorabilia, or postcards, or some of the cups and saucers, or even old trade manuals. Like, if you have uh, something from one of the local factories that was in Toronto, you know? Like, uh, the other day, um, a lot of people might remember, this, but everyone knows they're Opeachy and Topps baseball and hockey cards. A Parker's box sold for, like, $16,000. Wow. An empty box. Empty box. I mean, it's like, and this would be something that might have nails in it. Like when I go to the basement, some some places, I mean, they'll have stuff, and then they say, "Well, this this all these tobacco tins here, these are worth three hundred dollars. All your tools here, well, these were four dollars, and you know, and it, wow. it's not a whole lot, you know. But sometimes it's just because it's old tools and they're all rusted or whatever. But sometimes the tins, the advertising, it's like I said, people trying to recapture their childhoods at slightly inflated prices. Okay, that's where we make our money, on the inflated prices. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks Bye. Thanks for the call. Uh, we'll go to the next, uh, India in uh, Cambridge. Hi, it's Anissa, actually. Anissa, <laughs> okay. sorry, I was just making that's, sure. That's okay. Um, I have a curio cabinet that was my grandmother's. Okay. And there's, a, you know, the, how they used to collect a bunch of knickknacks that collected more yep. dust than anything else. But inside of it, there is a set of three panda bears, like a mother and two cubs. And when I'm looking at the bottom of them, they're made in the USSR. Oh, okay. Stamped USSR. But I've, I've always wondered whether or not they were valuable simply because of the, the political... No, you know something? Here's the problem. It's just it's not that many people collecting, unless it's Fabergé eggs or the old Russian silver. 
mm-hmm. that's mainly because of some of the some of the people from Russia who've immigrated here. The 1950s, 60s, and 70s Russia just doesn't sell. You know, it's it's uh, there's not that taste. That taste is not here. That's okay. the best way to say it. Uh, the dishes. I've had the figurines. Well, got- no, there's still a lot of clientele here that would buy that. Some, maybe but- not, because like if you were to, it's harder to post X. I guess there's not as much. You can't sell really sell. It's not overseas. going back to Russia. That's for sure. Well, why not? No, no, no because you can't mail there without. It's hard to mail to Russia. Believe me, I have a couple of clients there, and I make sure they prepay. Just give them a carrier <laughs> pigeon and send it over there. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> no, but Russia, but like some people will collect. Uh, if um, English stuff sells very well here, French does, German does, um, the Russian doesn't. And I don't think because it was communist back then, maybe there wasn't that much made for tourists. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that was, and it wasn't a big thing because uh, they have a choice between uh, putting food on the table or making some trinket to sell to uh, Canada. <laughs> they, the food came first, right? You know what I mean, and that's part of it. But on the other hand, old Russian rubles sell. The Russian money sells. Russian and um, m- money is rubles. Yeah, but you no know, gold <laughs> rubles. Um, then we have what it has does sell is some of their um, uh, what we call proof like stuff. Because they didn't make a lot. They're well, they had a lot of they had a lot of Olympic coins too, right? Remember? Yeah, they got yeah. the silver Olympic. So that's coins. that's where a lot of people I know are like, oh now, yeah, my silver set from Russia. Do you know what I paid 19- good money for? Do you know what's worth a lot of money? Is you know in 1972, of course, can- I was there. Yeah, you weren't there. Okay, 1972 when Canada played the four games in Russia, the ticket stubs and the programs from that, and there were Canadians who went over there, are worth a lot of money. Didn't they have a? Uh, speaking of the Winter Olympics in Russia, didn't they 19- have a? Didn't they have a ban on Coca-Cola? Oh, was I don't it, know. There was like some crazy thing of like they only imported strictly because like Coca-Cola was supporting the event and that they only purchased X amount of uh, Coca-Cola bottles and apparently they literally sold out within a couple of days that they had uh, oversupply for months what they were anticipating. Oh. So it's like Coca-Cola is like a big thing over there. You know, it's like, oh. You're going to have to Google this because you've lost me now. Okay, okay. Whatever. We'll go back to that. But back to this. Um, and yeah. But the old ticket subs, the stuff that if a Canadian event like the uh, Canada Cup 72, uh, people are trying to, the Canadian stuff, the tickets from over here are worth two, $300, where the ticket stub or from over in Russia, especially Game 8, probably worth $1,500, maybe $3,000 if it was in really good shape. Okay. So this is where um, we're the ones who are spending the money. I don't think the collecting is that big a thing in Russia. Okay. In fact, when all the hockey players came over here, they would uh, sell their jerseys, sell their sticks, sell everything for hard currency. And if we're talking about Olympic medals, for an Olympic medal, if I had one from Canada, United States, it'd probably be worth five thousand to twenty fifteen thousand yes, dollars but no one just m- gives away their olympic medals no okay and a lot of times people think that the gold medal is made of gold no no it's not it's plated okay boger here's you're about to be wrong if you're from some of the middle east from some of the eastern bloc country bulgaria romania uh east germany who won gold medals all of those command a lot lower price on the open market because most of those people sold them because they needed the cash Really? Yeah, but we're a Canadian athlete. What well, no, I was saying, okay, maybe back then, but now it's a little bit different. It's it's being held to a different standard now. Yeah. When you win a medal. 
Yeah, no, I know that, but I'm just saying that there are people like if I have a, someone had a jersey, say someone had a original Bob Nevin jersey from 1965 in Toronto, um, I'd be able to, that'd be worth five thousand dollars, maybe fifty, ten thousand dollars. If it was an actual game worn jersey, if it was a George Armstrong, it's probably worth thirty thousand dollars. Okay, these are things that people in people's homes in their basement they don't even think about that mm-hmm. that people because we are rich in this city. Like And what we do is at Consignment Heroes, we buy or take consignments from people in Toronto, and we sell to the world. And we do that because the world has more money. Okay? But if you have other stuff like that, uh, like if you're downsizing, like I just talked to that other person in Hamilton, If you're t- you have to go through the drawers, you got to go to the basement, you got to go everywhere. It's not always the, the Royal Dolphins. So, so you, you call in about a set of figurines from the USSR, and we will go through your entire house visually. <laughs> we'll ask you what's in every cupboard. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to alert because sometimes people are calling. I heard you on the weekend, and I didn't never thought that this was worth money. And they bring it in, and I say, "Yes, this is worth eight hundred dollars," and they're very, very happy to have run into me, you know. And that's why a lot of people, like I say, if someone's got a Rembrandt on on their uh, painting on their wall, they know it's a lot of money. It's the other stuff they don't know about. Okay. So but, I have a question. Sure. The uh, you were talking about coins. Yep. And I have a collector's, a long time ago when you were at the Girl Guides, like in the 30s, yep. they would give you medallions mm-hmm. uh, for being part of the Girl Guides, or they used to make um, ashtrays out of pennies for yep. some reason. I don't know why. So I have those as well. So I don't know if there's any value in, in those kinds of things. There are people still collecting Boy Scout and Girl Guide things, and that would be like a folk art type of thing, the way you're describing it, something that was made in crafts. No, it's, it's an actual coin from the Girl Guides, and is, it has their their and their saying on it. It's in a little case. It'd be a medal and more than a coin, yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, four dollars and seventy cents, nineteen seventy. This is one's. They gave them away at jamborees and stuff. So as there's well. a lot of them, basically. So they don't yeah, hold as much. Value. There's a lot of Girl Guides out there, and right. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I think it's from the 30s, actually. Yeah, 30s might be better. I'm trying to think, but I'm looking at them here, and because uh, I didn't know, because um, uh, my kids didn't go to Girl Guides. Uh, no, <laughs> yes, I am a boy. Yeah, you didn't go for sure. It's pretty uh, old. Like, I would say it's probably ten to thirty dollars in that area, but not much more because they probably made a lot of them. Like right now, there's another thing that people don't think about: the girl, girl uh, boy, boy scout. Um, Patches from the 30s are worth money. People collect those. So, you know, the patches you got for doing right. certain things. Right. And maybe the girl guide. The coin. Now, here's again where something that is, because it's durable, made out of metal, it's going to last through the years. And when, when people put it in a drawer, they don't move it and don't sell it and just kept it there. So there's a lot of them around that are kept as memento. And they don't take up a lot of space. Right. Okay. So that's what's helping de- depressing the market because they keep on coming onto the market. It's a case of more supply than demand. Okay, okay. unless someone that's- just actually throws out. Still, kind of a, you know, something. Give that to your grandkids. Tell them the story. Of you course, got you it. just don't want to throw anything out. You're like, no, 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 no. It may be a dollar, maybe two, but you hand it but down. But you know me. I like to. T- I like the stories that go behind yes, things. Yes, I know. You okay. you will strike in front of a dump because okay. you just don't want to see anyone throw anything away. You were just a 
Thank you. Okay. Go to the next call. Um, no, we're, uh, right now, we are live down here at the Zoomerplex for the next about 15, 20 minutes. If you want to call in and get a live appraisal on one of your items, or you just want to speak to us about something you have, or want to contest something that we've been talking about and think that's worth a difference, something, I would love to hear that. Uh, our number right now is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 Seven four zero four seven four zero, and we'll be right back. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all twenty-five thousand square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're down here live at the Zoomerplex for the next 15 minutes. You missed the first 45. Well, we'll be here next week again. No! So, but, oh, can you, can also, you can also stream us live uh, throughout the week. I think it comes up on Monday or Tuesday that they post on the website that you can s- listen to our last If they're show. streaming us live, it's no, happening You right can stream now. us live right now, but, yes. you, um, but if you want to view... Um, Re-listen to the show. It's just the audio for the re-listen. Yes, re-listen. I, I re-listen to it. Why wouldn't you? you know, every you day. Just I, think, I don't think that's. You got to see how you can improve on things. Okay. Anyways, we're gonna get to the calls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go to Pauline in Peterborough. Hey, Pauline. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I have four sets of stamps I want to ask you about. Okay. One is the first day of issue, January eighth, nineteen ninety-three, Memphis. Um, Tennessee, Elvis Presley. One 29-cent stamp on a cardboard picture of him. Yeah, now a lot of these, unless you have it signed, I had one signed by Colonel Parker, and it was mainly for the autograph that made it go good. Right. On that, anything, I'm a, and I say this on the show, I I mean, I understand some people want to collect. The value of stuff that was issued while Elvis was alive is a lot better than the stuff that was issued after he passed. And because that's and I have a little bit of a beef with that sometimes in the U.S. government taking care of taking advantage of it because they're, they're people are exploiting it and right. for on a collector's value. You know, I understand people want to enjoy it and stuff like that. This is good. Mm-hmm. Now, the but next one, yeah, it's only worth a couple is, dollars. OK, OK. Ahead. The next one is the full page of 40, 29 cent stamps. Uh, usually about it's worth about half the value. You can still use them as stamps, but you have to use them in the United <laughs> States. No, no, literally, that's yes. they made a lot of them because they uh, they stopped making when they ran out of paper and paste. Okay, oh, uh, they right. made a lot, and but I can use them because I have custom clients that want to. They send away for self. They have to send away a self-addressed stamp it down envelope to get autographs back, and so right. they'll send a lot, and they because they're sending off to get a baseball player in San Diego, 
And it's unfair. If you want to get the autograph back, you have to give them a self-addressed stamped envelope so okay. they're not out of pocket. And right. that's now, the, the value of these. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the next is a um, page of uh, 20 Marilyn Monroe and 20 James Dean. Same thing. With, with a little legend beside it about what it's yeah. about. So I should just send them off to someone in the States and have them send them back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but uh, no, they d- d- use them. Um, we buy them. We buy them at around uh, thirty-five cents on the dollar. So if it's a hundred dollars worth of stamps, we'll buy it for thirty-five dollars, and I sell them to my friends at sixty-five dollars per hundred. Okay, oh, that sounds yep, good. Thank you very much, sir. Well, thank thank you. you for the call. Um, yes, yeah, stamps. You know, it's always. It's usually when I say stamps are hit and miss, they're usually a miss, unfortunately. Yep. And then I, I guarantee a stamp expert's going to call and be like, hey, hey. hey our stamps are worth something. I know. <laughs> We're going to go to Bill and Ajax. Hey, Bill? Yes, hi. Hey, welcome to the show. What do you got for us today? Yeah, I've got a book of uh, Toronto Maple Leaf tickets unused from the last <laughs> season at the, the Gardens. Okay. Now, no, they're, still in, they're still in the original book. Now, yeah. why do you have them unused? You didn't go to the games? You were crippled or in hospital or something? <laughs> what was happened here? Somebody gave them to me, actually. I don't know. I don't know where they came from. Okay, I'll tell you. What happens at the beginning, because of some people are thinking the last year at the Gardens, is some people got them to reissue another book, just said they're lost and stuff like that. Uh, these went to season's ticket holders. Now, the last game, uh, the book I'm trying to think right now, is probably worth about $2,500. What? Had- An unused book? Yeah. 2500 bucks. Yeah. You still can't go to the game. No, no, but I know the last game of the Gardens is where it goes for around four or $500. Um, and as an unused book, I'd have to actually check. I'd have to check my friend Glenn Pye on this because he does a lot of business with this. And he he is up to date all the time on tickets. It's one of his passions. On um, uh, But I know the last game is 400 A lot of the other games, if they're in the book, are $100, $200, dollars because they all had... Uh, players on them, and some people collect the players or collect the tickets. I know, don't ask why people do, but I'm, I'm sure the very least to be worth is a thousand, and it might be more because I haven't had one in probably a couple of years. But I have okay. sold the last game at the gardens, and that continually sells all the time. The first game at uh, uh, first and last game is good. Okay, now if you have a ticket from the, I've put it out there, I've heard about this ticket. There's a game, someone has an unused ticket from Game 7 in 1967 uh, when the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. And I'm offering $800 for that ticket, just for that ticket, if someone has it. I've heard about it, but I don't, the person has not contacted me yet. Okay? So this kind of stuff is worth money. Yeah. So you were saying earlier that the season ticket holders got an extra set of tickets? No, I don't think they did. You had to you had to uh, finagle a bit here. You had to say you lost it or something like oh, that. You still oh, want to go to the I game, see. or you get the games printed off. Yeah. Um, that, and did did it that way? Okay, so I that'd understand. be a, that's a smart idea. You know, I wish I'd thought about it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I have a friend who had Maple Leaf Gardens tickets, and he had a hundred uh, stock certificates. Instead of getting one certificate for a hundred, he got a hundred certificates for one share each. And now he still sells them to this day. Okay, because people want to have one share on the wall. It's not worth anything, but they like to have it that they were on there. Well, okay. There, there's a good idea what the price is. Well, thanks. That for sells for about one hundred and fifty dollars for the stock certificate. By oh. the way. Okay. Good. So if you have one of those, call it in. Uh, we're going to go to Danny in Hamilton. Hey, Danny. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? <clears throat> Good, thank you. Um, I have a, a, a program uh, from the uh, very first game at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. 
1931. Yeah, okay. 1931, yeah, and it uh, sold for here. Actually, I have it right in front of me. Uh, it sold for 15 cents. Now, you, how did you get it? Because they did reproduce this. How did you get this? Um, actually, um, I got it from uh, my mom. Uh, okay. My, uh, my, uh, my pop uh, passed away last Easter. Sorry to hear that. And uh, she found it in a, uh, uh, in a, in a box. Cool. Now, anything else in the box? That'd be a great box. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, we were all from, like, Hamilton originally, but uh, uh, my pop, uh, you know, he was from uh, from Hamilton and that, and I uh, did some research on it. Now, it's um, it's in relatively good shape, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, and it's, uh, uh, you know, and I did some research on it, and uh, that night... Uh, uh, let's see. Mush March scored the first goal for the Chicago Blackhawks. They lost to the Chicago four to one, and Charlie Conacher scored the first uh, Leafs goal mm-hmm. at, the, at the game. Uh, the program was uh, fifteen cents, and uh, opening night tickets were ninety five cents to two dollars and ninety five cents, and parking was twenty five cents. And you don't have to rub that in. I know there's a lot of listeners out there saying it's not never going to be returned to those prices. <laughs> On um, well, at, at, a, at a you know at a few zeros, and uh, you might uh, you might be close, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a great item. I'd like to be able to handle it if if you decide you want to sell. Now, no autographs in it or anything like that. Uh, no, there's no autographs in it. Uh, and actually, I, I I went online and uh, uh, didn't go online, and uh, and there's uh, you can see the uh, you know, and you can see the uh, the program itself. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I've seen when they've been signed. Um, now on this, um, uh, any now in the same, if they had the program, mm-hmm. scour that box that came out. See if there was any ticket stubs, because they would be huge. And yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, no, it was it was just a, it was just a, it was just this um, you know just this um, just a program. Yeah, and, uh, went out and and okay. it's uh, yeah it's uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of interesting actually when you. Uh, Kind of read, uh, kind of read through the stuff. Uh, Mr. Calder's message to fans, uh, and yeah. then they have the uh, 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 who built the uh, who built the rink, uh, the Thompsons. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, the Thompsons, and uh, the manager was Connor Smythe. The uh, coach was uh, Dick Irvin. If you want to have... keep it, I have photos of them building the gardens. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, of mm-hmm. the big hole in the in the ground. But if you want to sell it, I'd be interested in that too. It's a nice item, and there's a lot of people who want it, um, yeah. and it, it's it's easy to sell. But I'm gonna say this: it's your program. The least you read it right now is the best thing that happens to it. If you decide you want to sell it, or be mm-hmm. very very careful. On uh, mm-hmm. I always say that more damage is done the first ten minutes that someone discovers something than yeah, happened yeah, in yeah. the last forty five yeah. years when it yeah. sat on the shelf. You know, with yeah. nobody touching yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, you and, have uh, to be careful that way, um, but and, yeah, and no. What, and what I uh, and what I uh, I grew up in uh, Dunville, Ontario, and uh, Marty McSorley. Uh, Who's Dunville? Marty McSorley. Oh, uh, that he's in uh, Canberra. Oh, okay, okay. He's Canberra, but uh, in uh, Dunville, Ontario, there's uh, there's an ad in here <laughs> that uh, that says that the uh, uh, the hockey sweaters, the hockey sweaters that were uh, worn by the Toronto Maple Leafs were. Made at uh, Monarch, uh, the Monarch uh, Spinning Mills, which is uh, in Dunville, Ontario. Really? And, uh, I, and I, I found that I found that like very interesting because that was always uh, one of the biggest uh, employers in uh, 
in Dunville, actually. See, this is a nice uh, Monarch, story. Yeah, Monarch, Monarch uh, Nading Company Limited in Dunville, Ontario. Yeah, and you know what a lot of people do? Because you know those old uh, wool sweaters? had yeah, uh, yeah. They were made out of wool, and moths like yeah, wool. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people I, cut the emblems off or the logos yeah. off, and they throw yeah. away the sweater, and that's throwing yeah. away 90% of the value. You yeah, know? yeah. And then they have, uh, oh, Canada, well, Canada Dry Ginger Ale, that was... Uh, uh, McLaughlin uh, Motor Company. Uh, yep. The the son, uh, the son uh, started uh, Canada Dry uh, yeah. Ginger Ale. Yeah, I but, would. Uh, no, it's, if no, you had a sweater, it's very, it's very interesting because they've got uh, Ottawa, Queen's University, Toronto, Winnipeg, Victorias. Uh, you're not selling me this. You're not selling me this program, are you? You're keeping it. I can just tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hamilton Tigers, Hamilton Tigers, Allen Cup, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, Ham- you know the Hamilton Tigers, going back a little bit of history, I know I don't want to bore everyone, but the Hamilton Tigers were the team that they, they were going to win the Stanley Cup. They were in first place, and they got suspended by the league in the last year, and then they moved the team to New York or yeah, Brooklyn or something. Yeah. yeah, they, they went, went on strike, strike for $200. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I sold the program, for, I think, for $1,800. I had the last program. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that was there couldn't have been that many people there, but thank yeah. you for the call. And if you do decide to sell this, please keep me in mind. Okay. I know. I know where you guys are. I have your address and everything on uh, Young Street uh, up there in uh, Yep Richmond Hill, and I have your uh, I have your number. And I listen to you guys every Sunday. Look Excellent. in this drawer. I'd go back in that box. If you have a ticket, a sweater from that. Okay, okay, okay. My, well, my son's waving me on. Okay, we well, we you did board. ask him ten times. He doesn't okay. have it. Okay, okay. bye. Uh, we're, we're running out of show. We got to uh, quickly go to Mary in Toronto. Hi, Mary. Hi, it's Mary. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Yep. What do you got for us today? Say, um, I'll, I'll try to be quick because I know a lot of callers want to get on too. Yep. Uh, two things. I have a, a package n- still not even opened up, a 1992 baseball edition series. Uh-oh. Um, along with that was the 1992 championship season uh, commemorative set. And I also have pictures when I was down on the green field of all the players. They would be better. Those things they are given away by, we call them uh, the fireman sets, I call them that, even though they're given away by different promoters. They go 5 to 10 to $15, mainly $5. 92 because everyone was there. Because of the uh, World Series and everything like that, there's a lot of distribution. But your original pictures and photos might be more collectible. And I'd love to see those. Okay. Yes, have those. And also, um, my other question was, I know it's reverse. This is baseball. Yep. Thank you for that information. Um, I don't know if this is valuable or not, but I have an Edmonton Oilers plastic hockey stick signed by Wayne Gretzky. Uh, between 75 and $150, and you have to get authenticated. I can do that as long as it's a real autograph on, because, but he still signs, okay? But any of that kind of stuff, signed autographs, we have someone who will verify it, and we're running out of show. We're running out of show before, again, we're running out of time okay, before we well, run out of show. Okay, well, to finish our idea that, we're, you know, if you get it authenticated, we, yes, can, we, we can, can do sell that. it, but we have to get it, you know, framed, authenticated. Yeah, authenticated. someone called me a couple weeks ago with a Jackie Robinson. I went and saw it. They have to get it authenticated. Yeah. So okay. So stuff like that, you know, it really needs to be checked out and verified to really verify, you know, check the value on it. I should explain. I know we only have a couple minutes, but I've had items where they're worth $500 raw, but you get them verified and uh, graded, and now it's worth 
5,000. Yeah. It makes that much of a difference having the right stuff done to so, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, to all the people that are still waiting in line, uh, sorry we couldn't get your calls. We, we ran out of show. We, okay. Yeah, just call in next, next week that we will be here live again here. And uh, same time, same hour, same time slot. And if people are shrink, if you're thinking about moving our McMansion to a condo and you have to get rid of stuff and you it's time is on our side if we use it, start now while we have a little bit of time during the winter because if you want to sell your house in April, in March, in April, in May, we have to empty it. We have to get rid of that stuff. So you, get ahead of schedule. Get Call ahead. us. Let us know what your plans are. We can get you in touch with the right people. But... If you do want to contact us, our store in Richmond Hill is 10,341 Young Street. Number is 905-737-4653. You can call that anytime throughout the week. We're there. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, until next week. Bye, Canadian. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.